Are you ready? No, you're not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah. This is Kat. And welcome to Books and Bevies. We're getting so good at this. Kind of, sort of, not really. Audio might be questionable, but that's okay. this is what we're getting. That's okay. What time is it for you? It is like... 8.45. Yeah, I just realized. I was like, it's not even noon. Nope. Are you still in Ottawa? Uh, yeah, I just got here on Friday. Where are you? Uh, I'm crashing at my friend Emma's house right now. Mm. Different background. <laughs> <laughs> Different vibe. So how are you? How's life? Not bad. Um, I've realized that after my reading week, I have three weeks left of class until finals start. Um, that may be an issue. <laughs> Law school sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> Hopefully being a lawyer will be better. <laughs> so how are you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> better? Better. I mean, I'm safe. So I'm very excited to talk about this book. I have <laughs> I have had some bottled up feelings. I I think I think the issue is whenever there's a book that is hyped up on social media and just like in general, I feel like I expect something of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was not it for me <laughs> on on many levels it was not it for me uh, on so many different levels we, I was surprised though because everyone loves this book not everyone obviously but like so many people love this book it's becoming a movie okay that's not something maybe I will watch it just to see what the like interpretation is, but yeah, I'm not a, mm-hmm. do you have a bevy right now? Uh, I have a nice cup of coffee mm-hmm. as I try and learn all of first year Canadian law Nice in one week. <laughs> <laughs> and you? I also have coffee because it's like 8 a.m. my time. So as much as I would love to be start drinking. off the day with a cup of tequila. <laughs> yeah, just a cup of tequila. No ice. Full cup. Honestly, that's what this book made me need. <laughs> um, I will say, though, actually, I'm going to get it because like I want to talk to you about a type of beer that if we were recording at like a reasonable hour for me is what I would be drinking, but I forget what it's called. One second. Okay. Okay. So I'm not sure if this is like just a Victoria thing because Victoria is very like craft beer. Yeah. Very, very much that. Um, but it's spectrum beer company and it's the margarita ghosts and it is so delicious. And the can is like a beautiful mint green and it's just like probably one of the best 
beers that I've ever had and it's light which is why I think you would like it it's like (laughs) it's Bud Light-esque it's like an elevated Bud Light lime it actually does have like kind of lime flavor to it like it's very but it's like a little bit more tangy you know how to sell me on a beer I do (laughs) not like a Bud Light lime (laughs) I will not be drinking that because like I said it is 8 45 in the morning so it is not yeah I feel like (laughs) That would not be great. <laughs> I feel like maybe if we were younger, we could do it. Like, I feel like I've had, like, I feel like we talk about our age a lot on <laughs> this podcast, but like the way we reference our age makes it sound like we're significantly older than we are. <laughs> All back when I was young. <laughs> we're both 24 (laughs) um do you have a reason for drinking I'm assuming it's because of law school but (laughs) yes my reason for the next three years will be law school (laughs) if I make it that far I'm sure you will because even if you hate it I've never met anyone as stubborn as you are (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, there's no way I'm going to uh, quit because I don't like it. I'm, you're right, far too stubborn for that. But, like, <laughs> if I just can't do it and get fail, <laughs> fail out, then that is a possibility. Right, that's true. Yeah, so gently losing my mind, but, you know, hopefully I'll get there. Mm-hmm. But, yes, why are you drinking? <laughs> Um, well, (laughs) I have some, some reasons this week, um, without getting like too into detail, basically my neighbor across the hall ended up being a little bit crazy and dangerous and threatening. So I had to move out of my apartment really suddenly. Um, and I am presently couch surfing, um, and yeah I mean honestly as far as things go like it was really scary and shocking and whatever but it did make me realize just how like supported I am in life because like I had a lot of people who were like able to help me and who are like still willing to help me while I like go through the process of moving um so like it sucked at first but like overall it's actually been not as bad as I thought it would be um the frustrating thing is that like I was very smart about dealing with this man which means like my building managers and the police can't really do anything because he didn't really like he potentially put me in harm's way but like not enough that I can really charge him with much like when the police came that night they couldn't knock down his door because there wasn't enough of a reason to but yeah that's that's like my big dark reason for drinking this week (laughs) I'm like wow I'm just learning struggling you're like I have real problems (laughs) I could have died (laughs) probably not but (laughs) But glad you're out of that apartment um Mm -hmm. me too 
And I do have a new place to live coming up at the end of the month. So like, as far as things go, I was very lucky. So I'm like, definitely recognizing that. And yeah, I will say, um, what? I just, I just thought of that, you know, that tweet where it's like, um, get pregnant and you'll find out who your real friends are <laughs> they're like I'm sure there's several steps that you can take before that that's what I just thought of with your situation where you're like I really feel like supported well I do I did feel supported before but like in a time of crisis it, it did feel nice to like I, yeah. I feel like also like I've talked about it on the podcast and you obviously know this about me, but I listen to a lot of like true crime stuff, which is probably why I was so smart when dealing with this man. Cause like, I know, I know what to do. I listen to my favorite murder. Um, but like the, I, I just like remember kind of like thinking about the situation and I was like, man, so many like women who get like assaulted and murdered the reason that happens is because they don't have the resources that I do. You know what I mean? Like maybe they're in a new city. They don't have any friends yet who are able to help them out. If they don't have money, they can't afford a hotel, which means they have to stay in their apartment that is potentially dangerous. Like, cause I like, I was really upset that I had to pay for the hotel, even though like I did have the money for it. Like I could afford it. Cause I had to, for the listeners, I had to stay in a hotel for like the, the first night because the big incident happened at like two in the morning. So like, obviously all of my friends are asleep and everyone sleeps with their phone on silent. So like I had to go to a hotel and like, I had to pay for it. And it's like, what if, what if I was a woman who couldn't afford that? I would have had to just stay in my apartment. It's pretty dark. Yeah, that that would have been terrifying. Oh, and I started working at Save on Foods again. So that's another reason why I'm drinking. <laughs> I was going to say, how is it? But I guess that answers my question. Oh, I had my first shift last night and I was, uh, I was on till. And so I was mm. like, I hate this. Especially like. like till is not, not the most fun place to be at a grocery store. It's always <laughs> like the back end, non-customer service stuff that's way more enjoyable. Yeah. At least I found. Mm -hmm. And I feel like especially like working in customer service when you're like maybe not having a good time in your life is like just the worst thing in the world because you kind of have to be like, hello, how can I help you? I live to serve you. And then like if someone's mean to you, you're like, do you know what I'm going through right now? <laughs> like Full circle back to whatever we were talking about. I don't even know if it was on this podcast or just something we were talking about at a different time. When people are mean to customer service individuals and other people defend them saying that you don't know what's going on in their life. Like you don't know what's going on in that customer service person's life. Why do they have to be nice to you and you could be a dick to them? It does not right. make any sense. Like you don't even have to be like, outrageously fucking kind but just like very basic human decency see you know what I mean like you don't have to treat me like the same way that I'm expected to treat you because obviously that's like super bubbly and like whatever but just yeah. say your pleases and thank yous and be like 
oh, okay, I understand. And if you have an issue, maybe don't talk to me about it. Maybe ask for a manager. Yeah, I like even like the please and thank you after working in customer service for I don't even know how many years I did it. That wasn't even like my base level. I was like, don't be straightforwardly rude to me. And I'll be like, this was a fine experience. <laughs> Bye. Uh, but like, I, I I can imagine like, I'm sure we've both had uh, experiences working in customer service where people are just straight up rude to you. And you're like, right? Do like, I, I, like, <clears throat> I have no say in anything. Um, why are you yelling at me right now? Yeah. Also, it was like, it was my first day back. And so like, I don't know what's been, obviously I don't know what's been going on the past couple of weeks. Like, um, and customer customers would like ask me questions. Cause like save on foods always has just like random promotions going on random, like things to earn points and whatever. Um, and so customers would like ask me, they'd be like, Oh, what happened to that? Like promotion you were doing where we were getting extra points. And I was like, I don't know. It's, and then uh, they would be like, well, why don't you know? And I was like, well, it's my first day. But because I'm like, I'm, I have experience. So like, obviously I'm not new at being a cashier. I have been a cashier before. So I know yeah. what I'm doing. And then they find out it's my first day back and they're like, what the hell? And I'm like, yeah, like you can't just assume that like a cashier knows things that like you should be talking to like a manager for like <laughs> it's the weirdest thing when I, I used to get this all the time where people would come in and be like they saw in like the flyer and like keep in mind at this point I was 16 mm -hmm. I'm a 16 year old and I looked like a 14 year old <laughs> and they would come in with the flyer and be like hey like this isn't the same price and I'm I'd be like oh like this is this is an old flyer mm -hmm. just read the date it says until this date and they're like well can you give me the discount I'm like I I don't know and they're like how can you not have control over the price Damn. <laughs> if I set the price do you think I would be working here right now <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that I had an incident like that happen to me literally yesterday. And like, again, I'm pretty lucky because like I used to be in management at Save On Foods. So like overall, I do know how things work there. So it's like, like I, I know more than a new cashier for sure, or a new employee. Um, I feel, I feel like it, it says a lot about a person, how they're willing to treat uh, customer service employees. Mm -hmm. I agree. Cause like I have, I just think baseline, you shouldn't treat someone you don't know at all. Like they're not like that, like they're less than a person. Yeah. I think, I think it's honestly a important life thing to work customer service at least once in your life I to agree. realize. Cause I feel like some people don't even realize that they're treating uh, like these employees like ass until you're put in the situation where you're on the other end and you're like oh god and then I'm because like when I go out when I do anything you can tell who's worked customer service before mm -hmm. based on like the way they interact with people mm -hmm. 
I think that's it. Okay. So for this episode, we did It Ends With Us, a novel by Colleen Hoover. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how to explain this book. Without being rude. <laughs> that too. But just like like a base without spoiling anything. Well, the back of the book fully says sometimes the one who loves you is the one who hurts you the most. Um, I don't know. How, how would you describe this book? I would describe <laughs> <laughs> um, I would describe it as a book. It's a romance book. <laughs> as a book. <laughs> We're making it very clear how we feel about <laughs> Yeah, I would say it's a romance book. Um, and... <laughs> it's, it's about a, a girl named Lily. Yeah, who lives in, in Brooklyn. And she meets a boy. Isn't it Boston? Boston. Okay. Yes. What did I say? Brooklyn. Oh, that's definitely not a place. Is yes, it? it is. Oh. <laughs> like Brooklyn, New York. I am stupid. We all know oh, this. You're keeping that in for sure. I know I am. <laughs> Brooklyn is not a place. <laughs> um, she meets, okay, so this girl meets a boy, and then it also kind of takes place in the past at some points where she, like, remembers things about, like, her first relationship, and it kind of bounces between the two perspectives. So like her first love and then her new love and like it kind of compares the two, I guess is what. Yeah, that's a, that's a good description of it. So no. <laughs> um. So what? <laughs> what are your overall thoughts on this book? Okay, so <laughs> let's start with good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um. Okay, I, I have one for good. I thought it was very, very easy to read. Like, I powered through this book. Um, more so because I think I was annoyed and I needed to find out if it would get better. Okay. But, like, sometimes I, uh, like, when you read a book and you have to force yourself to keep reading, this was not one of these for me. I thought, like, the way it was written was really easy to follow along. Yeah, I will say that. It wasn't, like, um, I definitely wasn't, like, I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. I agree. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. 
I did I did also like the use of like her diary to explain Lily's past. I do think that that was like a fun way of adding like a sort of flashback element to the book because like I, I feel like it um I feel like sometimes when I'm reading and then it like goes into the past it's like it kind of it takes be hard to tell yeah 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 I and can't take you out of the book too but like sometimes I'm like is, is this a current situation <laughs> or is this a thought mm-hmm. but yeah just because just it's written in the form of like her diary from when she was a kid it's very clear that you're not reading what's happening right now so mm-hmm. I thought it was helpful I guess yeah and I do like um I will also say like before we get into like the real spoilers of the book there is like a bit of a trigger warning for abuse um kind of throughout the entire book the, we'll say abuse gets talked about and there are depictions of abuse in this book so trigger warning for that um what else was I gonna say oh and I was gonna say that I do appreciate that like I feel like it was a very um real depiction of what it's what abusive relationships are like Like, I think like I I I don't know if I'm saying anything truthful but the like who the book is for in the very beginning it says for my father who tried his very best not to be his worst and for my mother who made sure we never saw him at his worst so I think this might be like a story based on the author's actual life Hmm. should I google that you should google that before (laughs) (laughs) throwing that out there (laughs) the book also on the back says fiction so it says the book is a work of fiction. It is based on a true story. Okay. So it might be like a more dramatic, dramatized version. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really hard to not spoil this book. Again, it's one of those ones where it's like... <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> once you once you read the whole book you I can't like, bring your thoughts into the beginning without thinking of the end uh-huh. I also think that like because the book was such a quick read like it was very fast paced um, so it's like like I read this book in like two days obviously I had to power read because it didn't come in the mail until like a couple days ago um yeah but I don't know I feel like everything happened really quickly in this book like even the like in the first chapter like there was like noticeable character like kind of growth or like maybe not growth but like a change in like certain characters and I like from the beginning of the first chapter until the end I was like oh this guy started off like this way and now he's like this you know yeah and something about that like the way it was or the timeline I guess 
like I get when a book does that, but it's through a large period of time in the story. But I found there was too much character. I don't want to say development because that's not what it was. Character changes. In like this whole book takes place in the shortest period of time. Yeah. Like, I just I didn't like it. Yeah. Like it didn't make sense to me. It also didn't make sense to me. Yeah. I remember kind of like I said in the very first chapter, I was like, huh. I feel like you should like establish your characters before completely like before you change them. Like before you try to like have them go through character development like there should be a base like I should yeah I, I like I, I I get what you mean I I feel like there was no base it was just all right here's some of their character and then they're like just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel like I don't know I do also like kind of um I don't want to say like obviously not slow paced books because those are also just like awful to read but I do like having like that foundation of characters so that when they change I'm surprised yeah there's there's no solid foundation for this book yeah and I think like also oh also before we get into the spoilers this is also a I want to I want to say that it was trying to be a spicy book but like it was just kind of weird but like it is potentially a spicy book for you if you're not into that or if you are into that so if you want like some some spicy bits in there I honestly forgot about that um didn't personally uh enjoy it was because I already don't love spicy books this was just spicy in the wrong way it was like cringy spicy that is that is exactly how i would describe it yes (laughs) (laughs) okay you you want to give your uh overall rating so we can talk about what we actually think okay um also uh just before i would like to say that obviously our ratings of this book are not going to reflect on the popularity of this book right now because I remember um actually a really funny story because I got really bad secondhand embarrassment when I was reading this book and at this point I was sleeping on um my boss's couch and so I was like reading in the living room and I like at one point like keeled over and like let out like a really big sigh um and one of my boss's roommates was in the room and he was just like oh, is that like a really good part in the book? Or are you like really sad about something in the book? Because I I told them all, I was like, this is apparently a really sad book. Like, apparently this is going to make me cry. So like, just warning you guys. And then I like keeled over and then he was like, oh, is it is it getting sad? And I was like, no, I'm getting secondhand embarrassment right now. Um, <laughs> so like, and then at one point he, uh, his name's Chris. He's so funny. And he's just one of the funniest guys. He did like, a dramatic reading of one of the diary entries in front of us all (laughs) because I was like they were like come on Sarah this book can't be that bad and then Chris just like grabbed the book and like 
started reading one of the diary entries and everyone was like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool, cool. But um, I know it's a popular book, so maybe there's something that we just aren't getting. Um, I just, or it's feel- just not our vibe, I guess. Yeah, it's not our vibe. So I want to put that kind of like disclaimer. I will also say we specifically chose this book because I was I was in the mood for a rip your heart out sadness kind of book so I was prepared to cry because everyone was like not everyone people on the internet (laughs) were saying this was a very sad book so prepare yourself and I did not shed one tear I did not get watery eyes nothing not even one not even one tear and that's coming from me also yeah like (laughs) Sarah cries at everything I cry at least once a day it's part of my nighttime routine um but like why your skin is so fresh yeah it's why I'm always so glowy and my eyes are always so bright it's because I'm just crying all the time but I think it's one thing for Katrina not to cry at a book because she's stone cold often um (laughs) but like if I didn't cry at a book it can't be that sad i but again, maybe it's because we had really high expectations. Yeah. And they were shattered. So my overall yeah. review. <laughs> this is like We Were Liars round two. It is We Were Liars round two. Expectations so high. Actual, very low. I think I liked it less than We Were Liars. All right, let, let me hear your rating. I wait I don't I don't want you to give me a second I need to pick my rating so I don't <laughs> you don't want to rate mine. it higher than me no I don't want to skew mine based on what you say so I want to confidently choose mine and then mm-hmm. what? here I'll, I'll write it down okay because you know how that happens when someone says they're like thoughts and you're like oh maybe yeah that happened to me with the last book when I gave it like a 7.5 or something and you gave it a nine and I was like okay oh <laughs> I wrote down my rating I want, okay um honestly I I feel bad but I think I might give it like a four <laughs> four and a half <laughs> Yes. Four and a half. That's what yeah, four and a half. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Because like, and the thing is, I'm I am gonna compare it to We Were Liars because I do remember we talked about this on the podcast where we were like, eventually there is gonna be a new book that surpasses We Were Liars as like the worst book. And I think the difference is is like with We Were Liars, I enjoyed the book I just didn't like the ending um because the ending I didn't think it was enough of a twist and everyone was like oh my god it's the biggest plot twist in the whole wide world but up until that point I really liked all the characters I liked the character development I liked the way it was written I didn't love it but it was just very medium for me and then the plot twist was just disappointing Whereas there wasn't really a point in this book where I went, ah, yes, I am enjoying reading this right now. <laughs> Honestly, 100% agree. Yeah. The, like, I think we decided last time that 
we we were liars has to be updated to a five mm-hmm. so this one was definitely it had to be lower i was yeah. debating four 4.5 but yeah at least we're on the same page <laughs> yeah interesting i imagine I if one be- of us had been like oh my god it's a 10 out of 10 for me that would have been awkward i was very unsure when i finished this book um how you would feel about it I just I honestly didn't know yeah I mean but as as soon as you texted me I have thoughts I was (laughs) like all right I know you agree now wow a new worst book this is kind (laughs) of scary (laughs) like I I honestly I'm curious to see how the movie will go me too and perhaps I will change my mind again we talk about this a lot on the podcast too but we are stupid so like we could be just not understanding something but yeah maybe we're missing something but I'm just gonna go with this is not our this is not our kind of book I guess yeah just not our cup of tea can we spoil it now oh I will maybe I I know we're going to talk like we're 40 again, but like maybe a younger-ish audience, like maybe late teenagers. Because it's... Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe a late teenage. Mm. I don't know. I was going to say young teenager, and then I was like, I don't know if it's that's a little bit appropriate. Yeah. And then as soon as you get into late teenager, I'm like, I don't I don't think I would have liked this when I was a late teenager. I don't think I would have either. I think it just has to be your vibe of book. Like it has, if you, you have to be kind of into like romantic fiction. Yeah. This is, this is clearly an, an opinion podcast. <laughs> um, there is also the mention of suicide in this book. So fair warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this book definitely could be potentially triggering for people. All right, but let's get into the spoilers because I really need to talk about this book. I've been like bottling up my feelings. <laughs> that's easily the hardest part when I can't just like text you or call you because that's what we normally do when we're like reading the same book. I'll just double check that Sarah's not like uh, pat or not up to the point where I am. And as soon as I know we're at the same point, then I'll be like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. But now we can't do that. Now we're not allowed. Sometimes we bend the rules and we just say like our overall kind of feelings about the book, but like. Okay, oh so. God, okay. My initial issue <laughs> is. Wait, where where is. I'm trying to find how early it is. Can I give you my initial issue while you look? Yeah, you can go. Because mine happened. I will say because I knew that you didn't like the book when you like because you texted me and you were like Sarah I need like I forget what you said but you basically made it clear you were like I am not a fan um so I knew that I probably wasn't gonna like the book so I was initially kind of like I went from being like oh my god I'm so excited to read this book to oh maybe this is gonna not be for me so but I think my first major issue with the book and I talked about it in the spoiler free aspect a little bit but I didn't um like really get into the detail but Riles 
character development, quote unquote, in like the first chapter was just so. I was very unsure whether his name was Ryle or Riley. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Did you go with Ryle? I went with Ryle. Did you go with Riley? Yeah, I read that as Riley. Oh. And then now I'm unsure. But I I hesitated um, when I first read it, too. I was like, Ryle or Riley? Let's look it up. It is like Kyle, but with an R. So it's Ryle. Oh, Ryle. Um... But anyways, so in the very first chapter, he comes onto a balcony and he's like beating the shit out of a chair because he's angry about something. Um, And then he like is initially portrayed as like this dark and mysterious, handsome stranger. And then there's this one point where she like they're talking and she goes, are you always this open with people or something and he's like no it's just you and I'm like you just met like and you went from like tall dark mysterious handsome man to like oh I'm only vulnerable with you in the span of like probably 20 minutes like it just that that happened way too quick for me I was like okay it didn't make any sense um I also I feel like the entire book would have been better if I had any emotional, really anything to Ryle. Mm-hmm. Um, at no point in this book did I like him. I didn't like him in the beginning. I didn't like him in the middle. I didn't like him in the end. Like he mm-hmm. sucked the whole time. And everyone's like, oh my God, but he's beautiful. I'm like, and he's also he's a, fictional a straight character. up dick literally like, he was a dick when she was Lily was acting like he was the nicest greatest person in the world I would never date a woman and she's like oh except for me I'm like I like I no I didn't I didn't like him I just feel like if I was like on a rooftop and I saw some guy like who was really angry and taking it out on a chair and like actually like hitting and beating up a chair I would like that's just a red flag to me I don't care how beautiful you are I'm gonna be like well you got some anger issues buddy like clearly yeah yeah I thought that was very clear from the beginning that Ryle had anger issues and he was just not a very nice person right so then that made me I feel like it made me like Lily less because it just it made her seem very superficial to the extent that everything in this book indicated that this guy sucked and she was like but he's hot yeah seemed to be like her reasoning behind everything Besides, I, I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. And it, like, it takes so much more than just being attractive to like be in a relationship. Also, I didn't like that. Like her whole like issue with one night stands where she was like, I'm not that kind of girl. And it's like, okay, well, mm, he still like blatantly said that he doesn't want a relationship at all. So like, 
I don't know, because he's the type of guy who, like, if he's super hot, he's the type of guy who I would have a one night stand with. But I would not want to date him after seeing him that angry and like such an asshole being like, oh, I don't ever want to date a woman. Like, I'd be like, okay, well, then I'm going to go. Yeah, like that, that messes with my career. I want to be the best. Yeah. Like, okay, then go that do was, that. Don't hit on me yeah, then. Like, and the, I, I am not sure if this was meant to be creepy or if it was genuinely meant to be romantic, but I did not find it. I found it horrifying. Um, I know exactly what part you're going to talk about. When Ryle knocked on all of the doors in her apartment building because he remembered which one, like which building she lived in, but didn't remember what um, number in order to go into her house and beg on his knees for her to have a one night stand with him. Yeah, I didn't like that, especially um, after my neighbor banged on my door. <laughs> like It was like, like if it, if he wasn't hot, she would not like, she would have called the cops. Like I did. <laughs> I think even she, at this point in the book, she does not know this guy at all. He yeah. remembered where she lived and knocked on every single door to find her. How do you not find that creepy? Like that, that just doesn't sound like romance. It would be one thing if it was like, like, even if he was just, like, outside one day and he was like, oh, I remember you lived here, so I, like, try to take this route to work or something like that in the hopes that I'll bump into you. Like, to me, that's, like, better <coughs> than being, like, because that's just, like, too assertive. Like, it's one thing to be, like, okay, I'm going to take this route to work. If we bump into each other again, we bump into each other again. If we don't, we don't. But to be like, I'm getting into your building somehow and I'm not, I'm bothering everyone in your building to make sure that I can find you, like, no. Also, I'm sorry. I'm sure she's very pretty, but like never in my entire, like I have seen some very attractive men in my life but like never would I obsess over like hanging out one time to that extent. You know what I mean? Like, and they didn't even hook up. Like, I feel like I have let things go that are like even more meaningful than just, oh, we talked for 20 minutes on a roof. Now I have to have sex with you. <laughs> like, Yeah, like, if anything, if it was that great of a conversation, I'd be like, wow, like, I hope I can be their friend, hang out or something, maybe talk again, not, wow, that was a great conversation, I need to have sex with you. Right. How is that? No. <laughs> no, I did not, I did not appreciate it. Also, I will say, um, another point that I want to make because I know we discussed that we um, we really like we liked the use of the diaries for like the flashbacks. However, 
the fact that she wrote her diary entries to Ellen DeGeneres. I hated that. That was another thing that like just completely took me out of the book. Like it was, that was like one of the first real moments of like secondhand embarrassment because it was just very much like a, oh, dear diary is so basic. I want to be different. I'm going to write my diary entries to Ellen DeGeneres because I love her show. And it's like, okay. And just like the fact that every single diary entry started with like, Dear Ellen, I watched your show tonight and I have an idea for a segment. And it's like, okay. Yeah, I didn't, I did not love that. <laughs> like, I feel like it just should have been Dear Diary. Like, and it would have, it would have done the job. Like, you didn't need to add that extra layer of cringiness to it. I feel like it didn't really add anything to the story other than the fact that like her and Atlas would watch Ellen together Mm -hmm. but like okay like he could have just said that (laughs) like he didn't need to address everything to Ellen yeah it was just I could yeah I remember like that was one of the things because obviously I was staying in like a house full of men at this point and uh I was like describing the book to them and they were like oh it can't be that bad and one of the things that I said I was like she addresses all of her diary entries to Ellen DeGeneres and they were like hmm okay that's a little just a little bit weird what were your thoughts on Alyssa this is uh Ryle's sister I don't know. I feel like out of all of the characters, she was like definitely don't like not my least favorite. But I don't know. I didn't really have a super strong opinion of her. I didn't like her. I just I felt like if like in the story they tried to make it very clear that Alyssa was Lily's best friend and they like mm-hmm. loved each other and whatever. And clearly Alyssa was like hesitant about her dating Ryle because mm-hmm. she knew about him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's and was correctly. like, yeah. And then just let it go and was like, no, he'll tell him when you want to. Yeah. Or even just like, even just knowing about the issues beforehand, it makes you like, they could have started their entire relationship knowing and dealing with it before it became a problem. Not like, just letting things slide because she thought he would change because like clearly he hasn't and he won't like yeah um but yeah like that's like honestly if the the role was reversed and like well okay let's just say because you actually have a brother um and I'm an only child imagine if like Alistair and I started dating and you like I don't like this hypothetical. <laughs> but you knew that he was like an abusive guy. Like, and you knew, and, and like, also we love Alistair. He's a great, great older brother. But like, imagine Alistair sucks in this scenario. <laughs> even, even with Alistair being a good guy, you wouldn't want me to date him. But like, you would tell me. 
um, immediately. And and like I feel like the point they're trying to get in this book is like, oh, you don't want to like obviously you choose your brother over your friend kind of situation is what I think is what she was getting at. But mm-hmm. no, if in this hypothetical situation, my brother was a dick. And putting me in potential danger. Like. Immediately, I would tell you and be like, sorry, <laughs> sucks mm. to suck. Why would I not tell you? You could also like say it without like fully saying it. Like you could just be like, hey, I want you to be careful or, yeah. or watch out I would, for these things. Like I would talk to my own brother and be like, I'm giving you a chance to tell her if you don't then I'm going to yeah like anything like obviously she did eventually mm-hmm. but it was a way too late yeah um also I feel like I mean I don't have an a, like a direct example I definitely didn't take a note of this but I just remember reading the book and everything was just a little too convenient if that makes any sense sometimes, like they would have a dilemma and then it would immediately be like, oh, and this random thing happens, like completely like solves it. You know what I mean? Like everything was just like very convenient in this book and like not a lot of, yeah. It was just like, if there was a problem within the paragraph, there would be like, oh, here's this weird random solution that just happened to happen and roll into my lap. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely got that. Yeah, I will say that I understand, like, this book is, like, about abusive relationships, and, like, I totally understand that, like, it is hard to break the cycle, and, like, when you're in an abusive relationship, it's very hard to leave. Like, she does bring in a a statistic that's, like, 85% of women go back to their abusers, and, like, that loops back to her mom, that loops back to, like, even herself, you know what I mean? Like, we're not devaluing that in any way but I just feel like the story didn't portray it very well Mm -hmm. and in addition just like they got married after six months of dating and like a month before they got married I think was the first like abusive incident Mm -hmm. so at this point they've been dating for five months yeah and it's like I understand like you want to give people chances and like I feel like the first abusive incident was very much like not like it I like it just wasn't like he pushed her it wasn't like he hit her or anything like that like obviously like not again not devaluing that at all but like I could see myself if like my partner pushed me I would be like okay it was one time like and you just pushed me like I can I can see that reasoning but then it was when he pushed her down the stairs that's when I was like okay well now that that that's no longer just like oh you pushed me maybe you were like trying to get me out of the way or like you were just whatever but pushing me down the stairs to the point where I'm like very injured it's different I just like I it's the timeline I think that 
makes me dislike this book more than anything. I think so too. It's the timeline and the fact that the characters, like we said, weren't fully established. Like I didn't, like we said, I did not get a chance to like, let alone fall in love with Ryle. Yeah, because I feel like Ryle switches into an asshole. Actually, no, he started out as an asshole. (laughs) So like, in no point do I like him. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, like, you're trying to understand why Lily would stay with him. And they're like, oh, it's because he's so great. It's because he's like all these other things. But like, it's not established in the book at all. Like, he is not a great person in any stage. No. And so then I'm like, I'm trying to justify it to be like, oh, like, I can see why. But like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, he basically treated her with like, he treated her like shit and then he treated her with like very basic like um very basic human relationship decency. like needs like basic human decency but like he did something like buy her flowers and she was like oh my god and it's like like that is the nicest thing ever and it's like okay and then like the fact that he respects her and like lets her work a lot and it's like okay well that that should be in any relationship. And I know that it's not like, obviously a lot of dudes freaking suck. Um, but it's like the fact that he respects her goals and like all of that stuff is why they, that's like why people think that he's so great, but it's like, Oh, well that should be in any relationship. I, I did like that. They brought in like her, father like Lily's father's abuse of her mother Mm -hmm. I think that was important for like the character development of Lily because if I didn't have that background then I wouldn't have understood the entire story at all I feel like it would just be like okay someone is mean to you then you date him he's still mean to you then you marry him he's still mean to you there was no change so like I wouldn't I wouldn't have got it at all but mm-hmm. like seeing that she saw her mom go, go through that and then realize like the excuses her mom made for her dad she could see herself like making for yeah. herself so I feel like that does tie into like you see relationships however your parents relationships were yeah I feel like it's definitely I mean it's proven yeah it's like scientifically psychology. yeah it is proven that like you you see your parents relationships and you, you kind of mirror your own yeah they mirror your own and I know that like it's psychologically like it's so hard to break that cycle but it's not impossible so if anything this book was good is like a lesson in that of like she, like she did show strength at the end of the book yeah that's why throughout the book, I just like I wasn't a fan. Um, the ending of the book I did like just because I think I was just like slow in understanding this, but I did not get the title until the very end. And I was like, Oh, I also oh, oh I also didn't. Because again, we're slow. Yeah, so I loved that when it like finally clicked and I was like 
it ends with us as in like the cycle yes no I thought I that was nice I did like that um about the book that was one of the things I liked about the book is that it she did like break the cycle I would have been so angry if like if the book had ended in him like becoming a good guy and them staying together like magically I would have lost my mind no yeah then I would have been furious I'm I'm glad that she decided that she wasn't going to stay with him mm-hmm. also um I okay one of my one of my notes that I put in was just enough about scrubs because like she has she's really attracted to a man in some scrubs I guess but like every single time Ryle would like walk in a door and if he was wearing scrubs she would like they would there would be a line of text in the book in like italics just saying he was wearing scrubs and I was like okay I get it he's a doctor you're very attracted to him because he's a doctor but like relax please I feel like that's that's what also made me think that like the only thing she liked about him was the fact that he made a lot of money and was hot right like his personality was terrible it was a very yeah it felt very superficial um also the fact that she says in the book multiple times that toast is her favorite breakfast food I was just like toast toast are you (laughs) (laughs) and then and and then it was like a point that like oh my god Ryle would make me toast in the morning because he knows it's my favorite I'm like bruh putting like a piece of toast in a toaster is not like a huge deal I would I would get it like a once if maybe like he stayed over for the first time and he got up before and made toast and she was like oh like I mentioned it once that I like to have toast in the morning he remembered Mm -hmm. how nice not oh my god he made me toast because he knows I love it (laughs) several times in this book also just like pick a better breakfast food to like (laughs) like toast is just like the most basic like I do love toast but that's not my favorite breakfast food like when Mm -hmm. I think of like when I go to brunch I'm not gonna order toast (laughs) also like it'd be it'd be like it'd be like saying like oh wow he made me a bowl of cereal but it's the equivalent yeah level of and (laughs) what about it (laughs) he can he can do basic household things incredible um yeah so I I feel like the bar was set incredibly low the bar was on the floor like the bar was past the floor the bar was yeah the bar was in the ground but I just like I would understand it if it was from her perspective being like this is what I think is good enough for me then mm-hmm. I feel like I would have been more empathetic and like into the story but the way it's written I feel like it was expected for us to also think that that was great and like it's true it was like a nice thing that he was doing and like everything about him was like so thoughtful and like a great boyfriend 
but it just like it wasn't also I think another thing that would make it a lot like a little bit more understandable again is if it was from her perspective and like maybe she had like struggled really hard in the past with guys but like clearly she didn't like she had atlas for a while and then she talks about like having another boyfriend for six months and like it's pretty clear that she's not like struggling in that sense and she's like like she makes it seem like she's pretty confident in like the dating like world but she's just like more focused on her career I feel like if the perspective was I've never had a boyfriend I can't find anyone this guy is like good looking and he treats me with like very basic human decency then I would be able to empathize with that but she's already like yeah I was just gonna say like whereas like if if she hadn't had that before and didn't understand that that's what a relationship should be at a basic level mm-hmm. then yeah like you'd get it more but it's like she's had other boyfriends she's like doing fine and then it was like but this really hot guy has basic human decency wow wow because yeah like if I like like even just the way that like Atlas and her were like obviously that was her first love so like very much rose tinted glasses and whatever but like they like had just a much better relationship at the age of 15 whereas it's like as an adult you should expect that especially if you've already experienced it at such a young age like but the thing is in the book it was like 23 24 yeah she's 23 so she was our age I feel like you should know better by now. Unless, like I said, unless you have not had anything before. Yeah, I, I think the the Atlas thing threw it off for me. Where like I know you know what it's like to be loved, respected, and like cared for. Why is this what you settle for? Also when she ran into Atlas at the uh, restaurant obviously that's a shocking scenario where you're like oh my god if you feel like you cannot tell the person that you are currently dating what is throwing you off you should not be dating them mm-hmm. like if you are afraid to tell someone about your ex-boyfriend don't date them yeah and I feel like that a lot of times should be like an open conversation with like a potential life partner like that's a thing that you do you talk about your past relationships and like why they didn't work out was this person the one that got away or was this person like awful like you know like you talk about that with your partner and like also sorry also the fact that like when he asked her about the magnet on the fridge and she lied to him that's another like that's not something you should do you know like i could I, like in a hypothetical situation where like say i'm i'm dating someone and they have like a similar type of feeling towards one of their exes as she does to Atlas, I would be able to respect like, oh yeah, you can keep that magnet. Like you had a really strong connection with this person. 
I trust you that they're not a part of your life anymore, but like, and if I can't trust that, then I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to try to force you to stay, but like, it was just the fact that I feel like she kind of knew that she shouldn't be like keeping these things a secret from him because she does say like, you can't even handle that I have this magnet, but it's like, well, then why did you lie about it in the first place? You know, like she gets mad at him for being upset with her, but I think like maybe it wouldn't have been as bad if she had just said, oh, Atlas gave me that when I was 15, as opposed to just being like, oh, I don't know, you know? Again, abuse is abuse. It's a hard thing to leave. Yeah, it's a cycle when you're in there. Yeah. But it's just like, again, it's just the fact that it's like hard to imagine even sticking around in the beginning of the book. Like, it's hard for me to imagine catching feelings for this guy. Yeah, especially because like a big part of Lily's justification to herself when she was telling people about it, like her mom and Alyssa, was that like, he was so perfect when he wasn't angry and none of that came across in the book no. <laughs> he was a very mediocre slash less than mediocre person I think yeah I like I I liked I don't want to say like something I well I don't I can't think of another word so I'm gonna go with liked I liked the story behind the book where I think it's an important important topic to understand that abuse in a relationship really is a cycle mm-hmm. and it shows how hard it can be to get out once you're in. I just feel like this book did not do a great job in showing the difficulty behind it. Mm-hmm. It just I couldn't in, empathize with it. I couldn't empathize at all. It just it portrayed Lily like she didn't think about anything. Mm-hmm. No, again, it's just if things were established first, maybe I would have a different opinion of this book. Yeah, I I, I think I needed slower character development. And also a longer timeline mm-hmm. for the story to take place in. And <laughs> no Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no Ellen DeGeneres. Um, I will say I did quite like Al- Atlas's character. Obviously, I think that's like the point. Um, yeah. But I think he was like the most like actually real character. Like he was the one where I was like, see, you're, you're reacting like a real person would react. Like you're actually, except for one part where he like, when he was homeless and like living in that house and he was like the one time where I was like, okay, Atlas, you're okay. But he was like, oh, I actually went in to kill myself. And then I saw you in your window and decided not to because you're so beautiful I'm like okay that's not really how it works when people are (laughs) suicidal um (laughs) but I did like his character and I think 
that yeah if it wasn't for him in this book I don't know but I mean obviously if it wasn't for him and also the fact that we chose this book for the podcast I do not know that I would have kept reading it I honestly don't know if I would have either I'm just however if there was no atlas I feel like it would have taken out a huge chunk of the book so mm-hmm. maybe given more room to establish character and then develop the characters mm-hmm. so maybe it would have been better maybe because again if she hadn't had atlas then i would have been able to understand a little bit more about being like oh he wants a relationship and this is like the best i can get because i feel like that's how a lot of people end up in abusive relationships obviously not all but a lot of people just think like oh well, he wants me, so. That's how I ended up in mine, but no. <laughs> I'm not bitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sarah's speaking from personal experience. Yes, I am. Not just book experience. And Katrina is speaking from secondhand book experience, or not book experience, secondhand, secondhand book experience. <laughs> secondhand personal experience where she saw me having a hard time yes yeah, but like you I could empathize with because that was the first relationship you didn't understand what it was meant to be like also you were younger also there was character development <laughs> Yeah, see, I had character development for sure. And even (sighs) my ex, like, started out as, like, a pretty nice guy. And then he ended up being, like, super, super shitty. But he, like, started out being, like, like, I remember being, like, oh, my God. And he was, like, actually nice. Like, I remember. I thought he was a nice person, too. And then we found out some (laughs) some different things. But that's what you need. You need to start out from a point of, oh, I like them, not, mm-hmm. wow, this dude sucks, let me date him. Yeah, exactly. Why? And like, yeah. And, like, I was a part of that statistic. I was one of the 80 per, 85% of women or whatever who go back to their abuser, like, multiple times. Like, it's, I understand, like, I'm speaking for, like, I understand. <laughs> I do, I know what it's like. I have been that statistic I have also luckily broken the cycle. So like, thank, thank fucking God. But like, but anyways, the, the last time we broke up, uh, I do remember feeling like I was like, okay, well, I'm never gonna ever like find anyone else to love me. Whereas I feel like Lily in the book was like, you know, like it wasn't really. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like that adds to the difficulty of leaving where you're like, this is one what I like you feel like this is one what you deserve and then like two this is the what it's supposed to be this is the best you're gonna get Mm -hmm. but none of that was in the book it was like oh you can do so much better so why would you not yeah and she kind of also had that internal monologue as well when she was like I'm making the same excuses that my mom did I like, shouldn't be doing this, like, whereas I did not have that internal monologue, you know what I mean, like, she, she knew that something was wrong, but, you know, I don't want to 
as we have said, we don't want to devalue anyone's experiences with abuse because abuse is abuse. And at the end of the day, the abuser is always in the wrong. Um, we just couldn't empathize with this book. I have one quote that I want to say because I literally, when I, um, I didn't take a lot of quote notes because there wasn't a lot of quotes that I was like, wow, it's a really great line in the book. Like, there wasn't a lot of that, but um, there's this we one. gave it a 4.5. Yeah, there wasn't a lot. Um, but there was one specific part in the book where I, first of all, when I read this line, I laughed out loud so hard um, and I had to like reread the page because I was like how I need this to make sense to me and then it never ended up making sense but it was that scene in the book where she was teaching Atlas how to garden um, and I guess he had said so I should have put what he said in front of it because I but I didn't and I don't have the book on me um, but I guess he said something like either super deep or super sad or like whatever. And the quote that's like her internal monologue says, his words made my heart feel like the mulch he had just laid out. And I was like, make that make sense to me. Yeah, I, I feel like some parts of this were just like, too corny mm -hmm. like uh, like I, I think you mentioned before that everything there was always a solution right after whatever issue they happened like within the page within the paragraph there was an oddly specific good solution to whatever issue they were having it's like I don't know it didn't seem real none of it felt real reading it which is, again, it's based on a true story. So this really did happen. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't feel like a true story. <laughs> Our last book we did, I'm like, this feels so real. You're like, it's because. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it was partly the, the way it was written and the fact that everything happened so conveniently and the fact that everything was like just a little bit cheesy that like it didn't seem real because I feel like in real life typically when you have a dilemma it takes a second like it takes it takes a while to come up with a solution especially when it comes to like some of the dilemmas that they were having in these books like it's not just oh I turned around and there was a solution right in front of me like it's not that's what made it not feel real but I maybe because it was just like a standalone book as opposed to like maybe a series or like two books even where like things could have been a little more spread out and like I feel like this could have easily been made into a 500 page book other than like a I don't know 380 or something mm -hmm. just for a better <laughs> a better base yeah if it had a better base, I think I could have understood what the author was trying to say a little bit. Yeah, I think very much our point is not devaluing P 
people's experiences with abuse or in abusive relationships. Our point <laughs> is that we did not like this specific story. Yeah. We are not devaluing people who go through abuse. We are devaluing the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm devaluing how this was written. Yeah, I feel like if it was written in any other way, maybe not any other way, but like if it was, yeah. <laughs> You're like, this was the only way it was bad. Any <laughs> other way, better. <laughs> but then again, it is a very, very popular book turning into a movie. So people like it. Yeah. I am. Um, and I did like the ending. I didn't love it, but I did appreciate it like I was very happy that it ended the way that it did you know you can mute yourself I'm actually idiot oh for those of you who like obviously no one can see what has been happening but Katrina has been like trying to eat an apple for the past like probably 20 minutes then she's been trying to do it quietly so as to not disturb the podcast so she's taking her airpods out and like holding them as far as she can away from her face but we record on zoom so obviously everyone knows this you can mute yourself in a zoom meeting if you need to eat <laughs> this is why i'm having a hard time in law school I'm not thinking things through. I'm going to make a great lawyer. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God, that was so funny. <laughs> wow, so I, I honestly didn't realize what I was doing. All right, well, I'm pretty sure that's all I have to say about the book. Yeah. I, if anyone is listening, um, if you have any sad books, like actually sad books, I would like to hear the recommendations because clearly my Google searching internet abilities are not doing me well because this was supposed to make me very sad and just I just felt annoyed. vague annoyance. And cringe. Cringe. If I had to Dear describe- Ellen. <laughs> Yeah, I think if I had to describe this book in one word, it would be cringy. We want a new Song of Achilles because we want to read a book for the podcast. So if anyone has any recommendations. Yeah, oh. we, were, we were going for new Song of Achilles, not new. Um, we were liars. We were liars. <laughs> also, I did forget to mention. Um, Another thing that's really nice about this book, I, I know we joked about the fact that we don't really like it, but um, at the end of the uh, book, there are resources that the author put in. So uh, if you're a victim of domestic violence or know someone in the situation, there are um, resources that you can look for at the end of the book. Maybe just say the resources on the podcast. Might be nice. You can just cut out that middle part and go with uh, the resources that 
Colleen Hoover put in the book are www.thehotline.org. And for a list of resources for homeless individuals, please visit www.homelessresourcenetwork.org. We'll have that in our description for this episode. Yeah, up, um, I thought I thought that was a nice addition to the book. It was like, okay, so in Canada, there's um, something called Assaulted Women's Helpline. So it's a phone number, so you can call toll toll free at one eight six six eight six three zero five one one. I'm gonna look for one more. Or you can, if you want a website, there is sheltersafe.ca, which is Women's Shelters Canada, which is a resource for if you need a place to stay um, and get out of your situation. Um, Obviously, hold on, I I lost the Zoom, there we go. a lot of resources through the Canadian government website that I saw. Um, you can also go by province. We're in BC, so I saw a website for people in BC who are going through abuse. Um, but those hotline, the hotline is probably the best option if you're in Canada for like a quick, you know, quick little bit of help. Because again, I think this book is important and it's good at shedding light on the fact that it is common to go through abuse and it is hard to get out of abuse. So many resources, many resources are available to victims. So since we're done talking about the wonderful book, It Ends With Us, I will introduce the next book. Um, it is one that I've already read and I really loved it. It, so I'm very excited about it and I'm excited for Katrina to read it. We've also already reviewed, um, this author before. So we're doing Circe by Madeline Miller. Um, it was the first book that I read by her. I I originally read Circe and then I read Song of Achilles. Um, and Katrina has not read this book, but in summary, it is basically a re- another retelling of a Greek myth. Um, and basically, Circe is known in Greek mythology as like the first ever witch or person who practices witchcraft. Um, and very early on in the book, she gets like exiled to an island. Um, so it takes place kind of on that island and everything that she goes through um in her like life it's really I think it's really good um but uh I'm very excited to do this book and obviously we both really liked Madeline Miller I really like her style of writing I really like the character development the character development that she brings to the story (laughs) I like the bases that she creates savage 
I know this is gonna be our new thing now. Instead of talking about like plot twist issues, now it's gonna be <laughs> character development and establishing a, a good base. Because <laughs> like just back to that, I feel like I have a fairly good imagination. Mm-hmm. We like to read a lot. I feel like that was a random unnecessary thing to add obviously especially considering the topic of this podcast that we do whatever I was just adding that in there but like I can develop the characters in my own head if there is like there doesn't have to be a deep level of backstory I can like figure it out enough on my own or like create it so like I love a character based on like I don't know just a little bit in the story, even if they're not a main character or something. But like, when when a character is so flat, and I cannot do anything with that in my own brain, that's a. I also would like to say before we get into the review of Cersei, obviously that's up the next time we're recording, but. Cersei and It Ends With Us has like the same, almost the same number of pages. I'm pretty sure they're one off. Like I'm pretty sure Cersei has just one more page than It Ends With Us. So we'll see how much, (laughs) how different it is. I will give my review on character development. (laughs) In roughly 385 pages. Is that how long Cersei is? Yeah. I think so. If you want to follow us on social media, our Twitter and Instagram is at bookbevies, B-O-O-K-B-E-V-V-I-E-S. And our email is bookbevies at gmail.com. We might not be super active right now, um, but we will still be posting if anyone reaches out again with sad book recommendations um we will definitely read those we will respond um we are still eager to hear from you guys and you know create this community so it's just a lot going on in both of our lives right now (laughs) (laughs) goodbye what up okay bye (laughs)